0: This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. A new report by Deloitte looking at what the future of the manufacturing sector will be in the next several years, especially with different technologies playing a bigger role. It's being referred to as the industrial metaverse. Paul Welliner is a principal for Deloitte's U.S. Industrial Products and Construction Practice, Uh, part of the research on this, and he joins us right now. Paul, welcome.
1: Well, thanks, Dan. Glad to be here.
0: Thank you. Let me start out by letting you kind of give us a sense of what industrial metaverse kind of all entails.
1: Well, it's a a great question, and so many people, Dan, are familiar with the much more consumer-oriented metaverse that's out there. But, you know, we really in conjunction with uh, the Manufacturing Leadership Council, which is part of the National Association of Manufacturers, and our Deloitte Manufacturing Practice, really wanted to try to define the industrial metaverse for many of the organizations out there. Uh, You know, so we did that through, you know, a combination of interviews and surveys and actually, you know, pulled together, you know, a pretty good set of findings, you know, for that industrial metaverse. And again, the metaverse is... Pulling together multiple uh, technologies, augmented reality, virtual reality, uh, a lot of 3D related stuff, digital and connected, uh, you know, type technologies that get applied inside the four walls of a manufacturing facility.
0: So what are we expecting here then we're going to see play out in the manufacturing sector over the next decade or two because of the incorporation of a lot of this technology?
1: Well, I I think, Dan, first of all, it's going to play out faster than the next decade or two. I think we're seeing and we're hearing from manufacturers that they're making an increased amount of investments really over the next, you know, one to three to five years inside the four walls of their manufacturing facilities with many of these industrial metaverse type technologies. Uh, We're also seeing them invest in customer related areas, the supply chain. And then even in even in the talent space where they're, lo- they're leveraging new technologies and, and they're doing this now because they see the opportunity to both improve the top line as well as uh, an ability to reduce costs and uh, impact the bottom line, leveraging yeah. a lot of the technologies.
0: So how much of a pivot then might we be looking at uh, for manufacturing in, in the next several years?
1: Well, I'd say it's more of an evolution, Dan, than a pivot. You know, we started, you know, 20, 30 years ago with the advent of, you know, lean production and lean manufacturing. Many of that came from, you know, the Japanese automotive OEMs moving into the U.S. marketplace, and a lot of, uh, a lot of writing took place then, and a lot of, you know, process improvements got you know, really rolled out through a lot of different industries when you started to look at just-in-time and lean. And then we started applying technology, you know, really over the last decade, you know, to those spaces. A lot of it was called smart manufacturing or digital manufacturing. And what we're seeing in this evolution and this migration to the industrial metaverse is the combination of these technologies really taking shape inside as i said inside the four walls of manufacturing with uh again the ability to drive costs and improve the top line really being the driving factors for manufacturers today
0: what does it mean for the labor side of the industry do you think
1: well it's a great question we we, you know we know that there is continues to be very low unemployment across the country uh We still haven't completely closed the gap uh, from before the pandemic to today from a a manufacturing job standpoint. And we have a skills gap that we have studied over many years, again, with the National Association of Manufacturers that, you know, says we've got a lot of jobs to continue to fill, you know, in this country, you know, as it relates to manufacturing. And, again, if you think about the trends that are going on for more and more product coming onshore – A lot of it in the automotive, EV, battery space, as well as, you know, with the chip manufacturers, lots and lots of jobs continuing to be needed in the country. So on the labor side of things, we see a lot of the industrial metaverse type technologies, you know, things like cobots or robots or other kinds of capabilities, really helping with the labor situation, you know, helping make people and companies more productive helping make jobs safer, uh, it's no longer, if you will, you know, you know, our parents or grandparents' dark, dirty, and dangerous manufacturing. Manufacturing is really, no matter what kind of products you're making, it's, it's a very clean, high-tech environment, uh, yeah. you know, in most manufacturing locations. So we see it as an enhancement to some of the, the challenges out there, you know, as it, as it relates to labor and the skills gap.
0: If you're talking about a higher level of technology on a variety of fronts being used in these uh, businesses, then uh, I'm sure that already the uh, the areas of cybersecurity and, and data protection uh, are being addressed in this process as well.
1: You know, well, well, Dan, you know, you're right on. I mean, there are no things... Uh, definitely in manufacturing you could probably even say in society today that are becoming less technical and with all things becoming more digitized uh, and more connected you know cyber is is really a, you know a major concern your prior speaker just talked a little bit about that on the personal finance side of things you know that's really you know a major concern of most manufacturers and most organizations today is how do they and, and they're not necessarily able to prevent cyber attacks, but how do they react when they have a cyber attack? Uh, right. Organizations are really concerned about cyber. I think we saw 70% of executives saying this was one of the key, if not the most key risk that they saw in implementing the industrial metaverse type of technologies.
0: Is the ex- expectation then that also we could be headed towards a, a strengthening of the manufacturing sector in general because of some of these elements of technology that are going to be added, it will allow companies, you know, to do more and think more about expansion uh, as we move ahead.
1: Well, I think there's a lot of different dimensions that will, uh, of the the industrial metaverse that will help companies become more competitive. And as uh, you know, U S companies or companies uh, that might not be U S companies, but have a huge operation here, We'll have the opportunity, I think, to become more competitive, uh, be able to grow, be able to hire more people, you know, hopefully to be able to provide, you know, better products, better cost points, higher quality, all of those things that can come together with, you know, improvements in technology. So we're really hopeful that the metaverse, uh, you know, and this evolution that we're on to, you know, continuing to drive process improvement in manufacturing. Will be hugely beneficial to the sector.
0: What's the expectation then, uh, in terms of uh, the bottom line impact? I mean, I think it's probably do uh, it's twofold. Uh, one that that these moves are going to help uh, improve the bottom line revenue numbers for companies, uh, and at the same time, going to uh, lower some of their costs along the way. Correct.
1: Correct. Yes. Uh, uh, Cost is is definitely a play. Uh, We also see some top line enhancement uh, coming on as, uh, as they're able to more quickly get to market with new products because we may, using some of the metaverse type technologies, we'll be able to model things, you know, in a virtual environment before, you know, putting them into production. So, you know, working through some of the, you know, the bugs that might be out there in manufacturing processes, ahead of time to be able to reduce costs and get something to market more quickly. You know, we're seeing a group of, I'll say, pace-setter organizations that are really embracing the metaverse. Uh, About 30% of our study participants, you know, were uh, involved very heavily in a lot of different use cases. Again, some in manufacturing, some in supply chain, some customer-facing, and some really focused on people and the people experience. But those those pace setters are, you know, are really the ones that are beginning to see the benefits much more quickly than those that are the, you know, uh, who are a little bit more lagging. They might be the ones from, you know, who say they're from Missouri. Show me first. And we've got a lot of companies experimenting out there and seeing some real benefits.
0: Well, about a minute left, So let me mention, you mentioned supply chain, and obviously that was something that was talked about a lot during the pandemic. And, and I guess we have the chance to see that enhanced uh, a good bet as we move forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we've gotten through a lot of the pandemic issues. We don't, uh, you know, have, you know, cargo ships sitting outside the port of Long Beach anymore. But still there are opportunities to improve uh, supply chain efficiencies for many of the domestic manufacturers who might be still getting uh, supplied product from, you know, outside the U.S. or from even outside the, you know, the, uh, the region. You know, the more visibility you have into demand, the more ability to use technology to help provide visibility to your suppliers to get you product at the right place, at the right cost, at the right time, is going to help. So, you know, again, we see the technology investments in supply chain helping smooth out some of the lumpiness in supply chain.
0: Great to talk with you, Paul. Thanks very much for your time today. Great. Thanks, Dan. You got it. Paul Wellner, Principal for Deloitte's U.S. Industrial Products and Construction Practice. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.